All is now being recorded. What the hell? For criminal acts and violence on the stage. For being a brat refusing to act your age. For all of the decent citizens you enrage. You can go to hell. So, welcome, a holes. <laughs> This uh, this is our Guardians of the Galaxy spoiler episode, the 10 Minutes from Hell podcast. Uh, this is uh, only going to be about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It's going to be filled with spoilers. In fact, it's going to be almost exclusively spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, then there's no point in listening to this, unless you don't care, which I would be surprised if you didn't care. Um but we're going to talk about everything. We're going to talk about all the plot points. We're going to talk about uh, things we liked, um, things we didn't like. Easter eggs. Things. Yeah, Easter eggs, uh, the after, the five after-credit uh, sequences. We're going to talk about those and kind of explain those. Um, but let's just get right into it. I, uh, I loved it. I loved it. Um, and I'm pretty sure you... Also loved it. Yes. And I'm Doug and you're Steve. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, it was everything I had hoped for. And, um, I did not leave dissatisfied. I was like, I just want to stay in the seat and keep watching adventures of these guys. Cause it's just so much fun. Yeah. And I love the first movie. I mean, and I still do. I, I, and, uh, is it better than the first movie? I think I said before, it's impossible for it to be better than it because it's a continuation of the story. You wouldn't have known the characters had you not seen the first movie. Um, it just builds yeah. on that. So, yeah, it's a different um, movie. I mean, it's not trying yeah. to do the same thing. It's not no, trying to uh, make a new team. It's not trying to... I, I don't even think it does the, uh, the thing. I, I, Skin one review saying, you know, that the uh, a natural for a sequel would be to force all the characters apart, and then they have to get back together. You know, kind of. I guess like Ghostbusters two did that, where they kind of had to start over again, and it, you know, it ends up just feeling like a rehash of the first movie. And this didn't do that at all. It was like, all right, the group is established. Let's go have some adventures, and I, I love that about it. it. It wasn't trying to remake. The first one, it wasn't. There was no magic to recapture because I think their chemistry is just magic to begin with, and so yeah, it's just let's get some good stuff. Yeah, and everybody got more. I mean, they got yeah. you know more things to do. Um, they all were you know given their own spotlight, um, and uh, it didn't feel like you know. It was disjointed to me. I mean, it just felt like we were kind of seeing different stories play out. And then, of course, it all kind of comes together at the end. But, yeah. um, I mean, everybody in this movie is good. I mean, I, don't, I, I can't think of one single person in it that I was like, eh, eh, you know, not them again. Um, yeah. Everybody was great. Um, and Kurt Russell is amazing. And you know we know how much we love Kurt Russell, but um, Kurt Russell, yeah, Kurt Russell, and he, uh, 
he's incredible. And the first scene of the movie is Kurt Russell in 1980, was it 81 or 83? I can't remember what it said at the beginning. Um, but it's basically... It was 1980, but maybe not. Maybe, I don't maybe it was. It was... Uh, we're seeing John Carpenter, Kurt Russell. We're seeing Escape from New York, The Thing, um, Big Trouble, Little China. We're seeing that Kurt Russell on screen um, due to the effects. And and uh, a lot of people assumed that it was CGI based on what they had done with Robert Downey Jr. and what they had done with uh, Michael Douglas and, and de-aged them um, yeah. using a frame of reference from, you know, a movie. Um, and in this case, Kurt Russell has a makeup guy that's been with him for 20-plus years. And uh, his makeup guy said, you know what, I think we can get really close to making you look that young, like just with makeup. Like you said, I think I have enough tricks that I can pull it off. Um, and they said that he got really close to the point where they had to do very little CGI. So what you're seeing in the movie is just makeup, except for maybe some little tweaks uh, for the CGI. Um, that's, that's incredible. It is incredible because he looks fantastic. I mean, he just yeah. looks terrific. And it's just jarring. It's like, wow, there he is. And that's why, I mean, that's why I, he doesn't have the, uh, the uncanny valley situation happening, like what happened with um, Jeff Bridges and Tron Legacy. There's, yeah. there's always just something off. I think yep. it's the mouth and the eyes. And so if, if they're able to use Kurt Russell for, you know, a, a good portion of it, that that's why he didn't look creepy. I mean, he looked a little creepy because you know that yeah. Kurt Russell is old now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but it looked like it looked like footage from like a, a movie that he made in the eighties. Like you're like, yeah. wow, this is incredible. I mean, it just it really is that good. Like they do such a great job. Um, yeah. And that's the establishment of the of the story is that you know we're seeing uh, him and his uh, Peter's mom together and and you know that's kind of the, the starting point with the story, but um, it just uh, it's got so many nice little twists and turns and stuff in it and and uh, um, uh, everybody gets their time you know to be to be fantastic and everyone is. I mean, yeah. Rock, Rocket's incredible. Uh, Groot is incredible as Baby Groot. And that's what's really fun too is that like Baby Groot really feels like a little kid. Like he does things like little kids do. Uh, oh yeah. Like in, the, like in the midst of a in the midst of a battle he just starts waving, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, "Oh, I love I. that." <laughs> so it's so cute and so fun. Um but uh, I mean, Yondu. Oh, Yondu got he got well, he's a huge part in this, and it, he's and it even he's, goes, he's the heart. I mean, he's the heart of the movie. I mean, and it was at the end, but yeah, but it retroactively makes you appreciate him more from the first movie. Yeah, yeah that's it. There's there's things in this movie that made you like the first movie even more, and that's just yeah, that's fantastic writing. 
<laughs> it, it is. Yeah. And and same with Drax, too. I mean, Drax gets some really great moments, and it made me like him more. Like, I, you yeah. know, uh, I was like, oh, good, Drax is back. You know, because, I mean, he had so many great lines, and, and the stuff between uh, him and Mantis... Um, <laughs> when when that relationship is beginning and and uh, I can't even think about it without chuckling. <laughs> I know, it's so funny because his delivery, Dave Batista's delivery, is so good, um, and it's totally believable in the character. And 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 Mantis, who I was not even like really thinking much of because I don't really know much about the character and um, I didn't know what her story really was. Um, she's wonderful. Um, yeah. very, very funny and, and, uh, very good. And she's a really good actor because she had to pull some stuff out later. It was, uh, very, very believable. Um, but, uh, so Kurt Russell is, uh, Peter's dad. We've all seen that in the trailers. We all know that. Um, yeah. but skipping to the end, um, after Peter, reluctantly uh, accepts him as his father, um, then we have this great thing where, you know, uh, and this is this is a great Easter egg, one that I didn't expect, and I got really excited, is when he said that he was a celestial. Oh, because, yeah. I mean, we, we saw that in the first movie. They talked about them, but they're a huge part of the comics, and so that was... I never thought I'd hear anybody ever, you know, say those words <laughs> like in a comic, like in a movie. Um, yeah, and it was great. And uh, so basically, saying that uh, Piers is also uh, a celestial. I mean, because he's part celestial. You know, and it's yeah. like that's well, and that's why he can hold the stone. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. um but. Uh, and I think it also it also helps uh, explain why he was able to survive in space in the first movie. I know they they sort of tried to uh, justify it with science when people were asking about that, but I think this just helps oh, it even yeah. more. It just helps even more explain why he didn't die. You know, like we like we saw many people die in this this one yeah. in the same way. In the same way, I totally forgot about that. He he was out there without his uh, his helmet. That's right. Yeah, God, I didn't even think of that. And then this time he couldn't because uh, uh, the planet's dead. Yeah, he had lost the, the lights. Uh, yeah, the lights are gone. Um, and that's a great moment when uh, when uh, ego. Uh, explains to Peter about, you know, what his master plan was and everything. It's not a it's not a villain master plan. It's not a, you know, like a diabolical kind of thing. It's very like uh rational. I mean like yeah. I mean, his plan makes sense in in his mind. I mean it, it totally, you know, works for what he's trying to accomplish. Yeah. He's he's above us, he's above humans. Yeah. He, he's not. He's he, he's more than that. You know, he right. he's ego, which is the play on words that he basically wants everybody to be exactly like him. Like he wants everything to be him. 
yeah. which is which is kind of nuts. But um, but that's that's the life form that he is. That's what he wants. Yeah. Um, and I totally it's very uh, Doctor Manhattan. It's very Doctor yeah, Manhattan. Exactly. Watchman. Very, very much like Doctor Manhattan. And um, I believed him when he said that he loved Peter's mother. I believe that. And and yeah. he even said himself, he's like, I was there three times, and I knew that if I came back for a fourth time, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to leave. I would, I would stay. And yeah. my plan would be ruined. And that's not, you know, I couldn't have that happen. So I put that tumor in her head so she would die and then I would have no reason <laughs> to come back. Um, which is horrible. That, that great realization where the stars leave, literally the stars leave Peter's eyes and he just starts blasting. <laughs> Yeah, he just shoots him like a million times. <laughs> shooting him. There's no hesitation. It's just, you know, yeah. in the middle, right when he realizes what's going on, it's, it uh, it doesn't do the movie thing where he's thinking and conflicted and, you know, kind of back and forth. It's just like, nope. <laughs> he just starts firing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not even a, a question of like, you know, am I doing the right thing? Um, yeah. And then uh, Ego does horrible things to him, you know, stabs him through the heart with his whatever cosmic powers or whatever. It looks very painful. And, uh, <laughs> and, and you know, he's basically using him as a battery to, uh, to start his... Because uh, he needed two beings like him in order to carry out the plan. And... So when Peter, you know, turns on him, he's like, well, okay, fine. Well, then you're just going to be a battery then. I'm just going to use you. Um, yeah. Because I need and, to destroy uh, this Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah. That was some good product promotion. I couldn't think of any other product promotion in the movie besides Dairy Queen. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't really see anything else. Oh, Microsoft. They got the Zune in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Zune. That was great. Yeah, that was. Great. I don't know if it's, I don't know if that's promotion or a joke or both. I don't know if Microsoft is proud of that. If they had to pay to get the Zoom in there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it'd probably be easy to find one. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, um, it's it's really. Uh, Really fun that whole that whole cameo um, of the Zune. Um, <laughs> uh, well, it explains. I was, I was wondering how it. they were gonna. I was wondering how they're gonna get music for the next one. I was like, is is uh, Ego gonna say, "Oh, by the way, Peter, here's a tape that you're of your mother's favorite songs or something." I mean, I I didn't know how they were gonna accomplish that again. And right. uh, doing it this way, I thought was was funny, and just broadens the uh, amount of music that can be used going forward. Because now he's got what, like three hundred songs, and we don't know what those songs <laughs> could possibly be. And that he was so excited that he that he could have three hundred songs on a player. My sense was like three hundred. You know, it's like yeah. uh, that was you know really exciting to him, but. Uh, um, 
I thought the soundtrack was good. I thought there were some good songs in it. Um, I don't think it was quite as good as the first movie. I think the first movie had a more solid uh, track list than this one. Um, I like some of the songs, but I most of them are kind of forgettable as far as those. Yeah. Uh, and the and the uh, uh, David Hasselhoff uh, song that he. Uh, <laughs> performed was uh it's pretty good so too. Weird. that was the, it's very weird it's very weird and it plays during the credits and you can listen to it uh it's a remix of the the main theme from the movie from uh tyler bates i've been listening yeah. to the soundtrack over and over again on uh spotify and yeah, me too. I, you know i uh you're gonna yell at me or somebody's gonna yell at me but i i was not familiar with the songs maybe one or two of them from the first movie and the same yeah. with this. So I, I didn't have any preconceived uh, notions of what they were going to be. And so I, I think I do like the first soundtrack a little bit more, but I, I'm liking the second one too. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it. They've all the songs that I didn't, that I wasn't familiar with have grown on me. Yeah. I mean, the like the first song, one. you know, yeah, is, is, uh, is a good one. And, uh, uh, cheap trick, uh, surrender. That's a great song. Um, yeah. Um, but uh, it was uh, um, it was fun um, to see where they fit, like in the movie. Because I heard the soundtrack before we saw the movie, and, and yeah, I was wondering where we're gonna put the songs in, and I thought they did a good job of placing them, like they they made sense uh, for the movie. But um, yeah, with the with the first movie, I I I saw the movie first, then I got the soundtrack, and so and then with this one, I listened to the soundtrack before the movie came out, so I kind of knew what to expect. And I loved, yeah, I loved some of the placement, like when Yondu is uh, killing everybody in the ship, and oh, um, yeah. they're playing the fifties or the yeah. more fifties sounding one. I can't the, remember uh, off the top of my head, Town of El Paso. Um, um, come a little bit closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah, a little yeah. bit closer. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> and it's, it's funny because that's a that's a that's a sad song. I remember when I, that song came out. When I would listen to it, I thought it was a sad song because it was all about this guy who came into a, a you know local cantina and fell in love with a girl and. Turns out that her boyfriend was a bad dude, and, and uh, he ends up, you know, getting in a gunfight with everybody, and then he ends up dying at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> that's the song, and that's you know that's pretty typical for seventies uh, music. <laughs> it's like they're yeah. all kind of kind of dark, um, but. Uh, but yeah, it fit really well with the movie, and, and that's a great sequence, that whole thing. In fact, that whole sequence on the ship is really outstanding with the mutiny and all, oh, yeah. his, all, his, all his friends getting killed and and, uh, and then the taser face stuff, which is really good. <laughs> um, which is funny because the guy who plays taser face is the guy who plays Toby on This Is Us. Yeah. And obviously, you know, very beloved character on This Is Us. And he plays this part and he does 
he's unrecognizable, but he's so good. Yeah, he's and, super uh, good. Yeah, it's really, really funny. And that whole sequence is great. And then the whole thing of when Groot is trying to get the, the stuff uh, that they're asking him to get so they can escape. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like that. talking to a two-year-old. I mean, it's, yeah, you know, it's, trying, it's trying to get a two-year-old to understand what you're trying to say. But even, like, the emotions on this little CGI plant is so good. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can totally see it in his eyes and everything, you know, and he's thinking and he's, you know, looking at things and he's like, oh, I know what he's talking about. And then he brings the wrong <laughs> thing. And, and it's just, it's so fun. And and Rocket, of course, is, you know, great during that whole sequence. And um, But uh, it's just the way that it's shot. It's just a, it's shot so well. Like, the whole, like, when he's Killing all of the uh, the mutant uh, mutiners, mutiners, mutinies, mutinies. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, they they have like so many unique ways of showing that with uh, Yandu's arrow, and that one sequence when it's he's looking at all of the different cameras on the ship, and you see oh, the yeah. arrow go through each camera, killing each and every person on each camera. Uh, angle, yeah. which was, yeah. I mean, it was just, it was just so cool. It was just so well done. It just looks so neat. Um, for a, for a second there, I was even when uh, Groot, you know, gets into the action and he uh, kills the guy that was tormenting him the most. I was like, man, this is a little dark. And then I was like, oh, but wait a minute, they just, we just saw all these guys murder. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. dozens of their of their crewmates, so I don't feel so. Oh bad. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and these guys would have. I mean, yeah, these guys just did the same thing without even a second thought. So, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, and it was wasn't uh, too not too much moral and ambiguity there. I mean, they they deserve no. to to get killed. <laughs> okay, so what uh, what Easter eggs did you catch? Because I, I caught a few, but I don't know if I caught them all. Uh, well, I think the big one that I was mostly the, most excited about was uh, the Watchers having the Watchers yes. show up in the middle, and then uh, and then at the end talking to Bill. They were both talking to Stanley at the same. You know, he's on the same planet or whatever asteroid or something. I think that was really exciting seeing them in there. Who knows if they'll ever show up again? Oh, I hope so. What about our having them movie? there? See now yeah, we can have this movie. Now, yeah. now we have now we have the Watchers. So it can happen. Um, yeah, they look great. They look perfect. Maybe they'll uh, maybe they'll show up at the beginning of Infinity War. I think that would be great if they oh, if he kind of becomes the, the narrator. You know, if they uh, single out Uatu telling the story of, uh, of so Infinity cool. War. It was so cool to see. And then of course. Uh, we got Howard the Duck again, which was oh, yeah. uh, yep. which was kind of the weird um, robot prostitute bar thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was odd. Um, but uh, I'm not a big fan of Howard the Duck. I mean, he's okay. Yeah, uh, but I think I've still got a bad taste in my mouth after the whole '80s Luke Howard the Duck. Yeah, that thing was so terrible. Um, and. Uh, so I'm not you know, like jonesing for like another Howard the Duck movie or anything, but it was fun to see him in there. I guess for a minute, not even a minute. Yeah, five seconds. I think um, that's where he belongs for now. Until they have something sort of purposeful yeah. to do with him, I think it's fine that he shows up as 
a cameo here and there. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I was excited to see who Stallone played because I knew he was going to be in it, and I was, you know, really interested to see who he was going to be. And then when we find out who he was, unfortunately, I don't know enough about the Guardian's history that I didn't immediately know who he was. Um, yeah. But then when yeah, I, I looked and kind of researched it, I'm like, oh, that's the original leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah. that was our first tag. Was our first tag or second tag? Um, I think it was our, sec- our second tag at the end. Where yeah, they, showed, they showed him and all these other odd-looking folks, um, which I came to find out they're all part of this other Guardians team that yeah, the original. The original. So so that's kind of fun that they're bringing those guys. And they've confirmed that they will be back. So, oh, those guys will actually be back? They will. And I figured that when they showed Ving Rhames as one of them. I'm like, yeah. well, they're not going to have him be in this you know, thing and then like never use him again. I mean, that'd be weird. Um, yeah, it was, it was so, Michael Rosenbaum as the... The uh, the kind of crystally looking guy, yeah. Uh, Ving Rhames, who uh, is Michelle Yeoh? Is is uh, Michael Rosenbaum somebody famous? He was in um, Smallville. He was Lex Luthor. Oh my gosh! Oh, I had no yeah. idea. Why well, was he? You can't yep. tell. I mean, it's like no. it's just a crystal faced guy. Um, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. And. Um, Somebody apparently there's an uncredited cameo. The whatever that uh, Cyberman-looking head, I think was supposed to, was voiced by Miley Cyrus, which oh, is weird. That's weird. <laughs> um, uh, so that was the second tag. The first tag was uh, Craiglin. Oh, he's got, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Sean Gunn. So. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, got, he's got the fin. Yeah. The third one was back to Aisha, and we see the uh, uh, Adam Warlock's cocoon. Oh, now, yeah. I've I've heard this week that um, it's uh, I think somebody said I don't know if it was James Gunn or who that uh, no it was uh, uh, Kevin uh, I forget how to pronounce his last name. Feige, Feige. You know what I'm talking about. No, the, you know the the head Marvel guy. Oh, Feige, Feige, yeah, yeah, Kevin Feige. Yeah. Uh, he was saying that Adam Warlock isn't going to be in Infinity War, so that's kind okay. of strange that they would they would set that up, but then not have him in there because he's such a big part of it. Huge. Yeah, so I'm I'm confused why they why are you know brought that into it, but. The yeah, number four I mean, uh, was uh, Teenage Groot, which was fun. Oh, hilarious. And then our fifth and final one was uh, back to Stanley and the Watchers. Yeah. Um, and that was fun. But um, what am I saying about... Uh, oh, they said that uh, Groot is going to be... Uh, um, full-grown adult um, when the third Guardians comes out. Because it's actually going to be three years... Yeah, it's going to be three years after this one. That's when it's going to take place. 
So um, they said that uh, uh, the first movie, Groot was probably like a freshman in college. Like you said, that, <laughs> that was like his age. And then this yeah. one, obviously he's a little kid. And then at the end, we saw him as a teenager. It'll be the first time that we've actually seen him as an adult, like a mature adult. Oh, so really? that will be, uh, yeah, so that will be different. So that's cool because, you know, then it gives us a, another look at Groot that's different, you know. Um, another another reason to buy more merchandise and toys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you'll probably look that much different. No. I mean, you'll probably just this look Groot more has like a the, beard. <laughs> he probably will look like uh, one of those things in Lord of the Rings. He'll look like yeah. more like, you know, an ant. Regal looking. I don't know. Oh, the ant? That's what it's called? Yeah. That's called uh, yeah he's gonna, I bet he's going to have a beard. I'm, I'm calling it right now. Maybe a goatee. <laughs> That'd be cute. Um, gonna have a mustache, a hipster mustache. Did you see any other Easter eggs besides the ones we mentioned? I, I know there's more. I just can't. I mean, in the end credits, I, I noticed uh, the game master Jeff Goldblum as the game master was in the credit sequence, like scrolling by. Yeah, kind of I like saw that too. Dancing. Yeah, that I don't know. Weird. I don't know what that was about. Um, yeah, that, um, well, we saw, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily an Easter egg because it was pretty obvious, but we actually saw, uh, Ego with a face when they zoomed out and showed the whole planet. You could actually see. Oh, yeah. Just like know, his actual, his, yeah, like, that's, you know, it was like a that's what he giant floating like. head. Yep. Yeah. That's what he, which I thought was, he that was awesome. Like. That was awesome. Um, obviously, uh, I, I Peter turns he, into Pac-Man in the final battle. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> I, uh, um, I'm pretty sure that Ego can come back. Like, I mean, even though oh, they're, sure. they're saying he's dead, but if, um, if they want him to, they'll figure. I mean, it's not going to be a stretch. No, to say that he's still alive. Yeah, and uh, Yandu too. I think they could find a way to uh, to bring him back too. Um, even even in Infinity War, if uh, he gets brought back to life by the the Gauntlet and the Jewels, I mean that's that's yeah, a possibility. That's another yeah, that's another another one that they could uh, bring back. Um, let's see. I just want to see. There were some audio um, Easter eggs when they're showing the the sovereigns. Uh, fighting ship pod things. I mean, those were, they were using like classic video game sounds as their, uh, you know, the laser blasts and all that. I thought that was oh, yeah. fun. Oh, one thing that I, I caught was that uh, um, Peter's grandfather showed up. Um, oh, yeah. He was in one the credit sequence scene. on Earth. Yeah, and that one oh, yeah, sequence he was, on yeah. Earth. He was, he was in the on car. Earth in, in the car, yep. Yeah. And I, I caught that, um, which that was uh, that was cool. Um, uh, looking at some of these some of these uh, Easter eggs, see if there's anything that we missed. We pretty much covered them all. Taserface. Uh, um, there was connections to the first movie with the uh, the eye. Um, oh yeah, 
that uh, grew to on the PCI. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the guy with the weird eye in, in <laughs> the first in the first movie. Um, I just oh. like that line a lot when he said, uh, "You don't have a, a storage area where you just have a bunch of human toes, do you?" <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He's like, nope. Let's <laughs> not talk about this again. Let's <laughs> not talk about this again. That was that was very funny. Um, I guess I did notice that ego uh, ego does take a human form. Calls it ego oh, yeah. prime. I didn't yeah. know that. Um, and it looks very similar, except he's wearing less clothes. Yeah, and yeah, he does. <laughs> he's got a beard and the whole thing. Yeah, that's crazy. The guy, um, the first guy who gets that you you see thrown out into space from the yeah. Ravagers, yeah, I think he was the guy from um, that uh, Braveheart. Uh, no, when, Braveheart. Yeah, he uh, Braveheart. Uh, there's a there's a guy in Braveheart. He's got kind of a, a distinctive scar across his face. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that totally yep. is him. Yeah. I thought that was him. I, don't remember. I was like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't remember the actor's of, name. He's been a lot of the stuff, but yeah, you're right. That is him. That's, I was trying to remember what his big part was, and you're right. That's what it is, Braveheart. Yeah, because um, his, uh, his wife gets taken by the English, and he wants to fight. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then the, the Mary Poppins bit. That was very funny. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you look like a Mary Poppins. Is he cool? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mary, Mary Poppins, y'all. Um, that was cool. Um, and that was a great moment when Yandu sacrifices himself. And uh, he says to Peter that uh, Eagle may have been your father, but he wasn't your daddy. And uh, the way he says that is just really nice. And um, Tommy Flanagan is that guy's name. Sorry. Yes, that's <laughs> what it is. You're right. Um, and uh, he ends up being the heart of the movie, which is so funny because you didn't expect Yandu to be the heart of the movie. Um, yeah. Because it seems like he's, you know, pretty much the same as the first movie, most of this one. Um, and then he makes a turn. Um, but now well, then you, you, think you learn it, that, you know, yeah, I mean, you learn that he kept Peter, not just because he was small and could get into spaces good for thieving, but he knew what ego was doing with all these other kids he was bringing and he didn't want to do it again. So I, yeah. I, I thought that was, again, it was, it was going back to the, you know, the first movie and kind of changes your perception of him that. Yeah. He's not quite it's kinda like, it's kind of like what, uh, you, what you thought. It's kind of like Snape um, in the Harry Potter movies. Like when you find out that he was actually always the good guy and the one that was protecting Harry through the entire series of movies. And we all thought that he was, you know, really like one of the bad ones. Um, And when you find out at the end that he actually was the one that was protecting him all this time, um, then you're like, oh, well, now I feel terrible. (laughs) Because <laughs> I was thinking horrible things about him this whole time, and uh, you know, and, and when he died, I was like, eh, whatever. Finally, somebody killed Snape, um, and then and then you find out the real truth, and you're like, oh no, <laughs> that's terrible. And actually, J.K. Rowling has 
uh, come out afterwards saying she wished she wouldn't have killed him. <laughs> like, that's what she uh, said really? recently. She's like, one of the biggest mistakes I made in the series was to kill Snape. I shouldn't have killed him. Um, which isn't about Guardians of the Galaxy, but maybe James Gunn will say that too at some point and be like, ah, I shouldn't have killed Yondu. Maybe I should have killed yeah. him. Um, but regardless, uh, it makes for a great movie and it works really well uh, with the story. Um, and Nebula is good too. That whole storyline with her and Gamora is great. Yeah, that was nice. It was nice. It was having having Gamora kind of realize, oh, you know what? I am kind of a jerk. Like I, I can't yeah. believe that I was blind to that. You know, I just yeah. I I was looking at this one sided, and boy, I screwed up too. I mean, I think everybody kind of had that moment of self realization and self reflection that is rare in a big high budget space movie and yeah. it, was, it, was, it was refreshing and I, I really enjoyed that yeah I, I think uh, I think James Gunn is a very good filmmaker and obviously a good writer um, and I'm very excited uh, to see the Guardians again next year in Infinity War but I'm sure he won't have a whole lot to do with that so um, yeah they probably won't you know have a lot to do but um, it'll be fun to see him again yeah. soon. Um, but yeah, I mean, and if you're going to go see this movie, definitely go see it in the biggest IMAX theater that you can. Um, the Minnesota Zoo yeah. is the biggest one in our our vicinity. Um, but uh, as big a screen as you can get, definitely pay for the 3D. It's yeah, worth it. totally it's worth it. Super, yeah, it's super great with the sound. And James Gunn obviously put a lot of time and effort into structuring the, the 3D scenes and everything so they would play really well. And there was never, I don't remember any moment watching the movie where it felt like the action was moving faster than the 3D IMAX could handle. Because that sometimes yeah. happens when you watch an IMAX movie, especially when you don't watch it in a real IMAX theater. You just work it and watch it like in a big screen. You get a lot yeah. of that kind of that kind of blur, you know, where it's like you know if, if things are moving really quickly, you'll get kind of that little like kind of double image kind of you know like oh you know it's like you know things oh, are moving yeah. fast. I can't I can't catch it all. Um, that's not the case with the uh, the true IMAX theaters that you won't get that. Like it will be completely crystal clear the whole time, um, and it's uh, it makes a big difference, a huge difference. Yeah. I remember when we saw the first Guardians movie. I saw it on a big screen, but I didn't see it in 3D. And there was a lot of stuff that I lost because just visually I couldn't take in all the stuff that they were showing on the screen. And then when we went and saw it in 3D at the true IMAX theater in uh, Apple Valley, I could see everything crystal clear. And I was like, oh, wow, this is so much better. Like, yeah, that's how it was laid, like, so much more exciting. That's how it was meant to be seen. I mean, that's how it was made, for good or for bad. That's, yeah, that's how the director wanted it to be shown. And so I think it's, if you're a fan of films, you it's worth your time to, to try to watch something the way that it was meant to be, you know, presented. Yeah. That's my personal thought on it. I agree. So that's it. That's all we can talk about. Go see the movie. 
if you haven't seen it already, why would you be listening to this? Um, <laughs> go see, go see it again. How about that? Just go see it again. Um, give them all your money because uh, <laughs> it's, it's worth it. They put all that money up on the screen, and it looks great. Now this weekend, um, I shot a movie. We went to Dairy Queen and got the Guardians of the Galaxy Blizzards because we're a sucker. Bought yeah. the comic book. I mean, it's just, they've, they've got me. Did you, uh... They've got their hand did, directly did, in my pocket. You did the Dairy Queen promotions with the Oh, yeah, I did. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and it was, was kind of fun. Did you actually find anything? Like, was there something, like, where you had to find something? Or well, there's like, like a, a treasure hunt? Or... There's like, oh, you had to just, you had to find a tape player, which was oh. a little more challenging than I thought it was going to be. I found, found it in my garage. I had to shake the dust off of. But there yeah, were like two I, or I, three I songs, two or three songs about blizzards that were kind of in like the 70s, 80s style. I mean, they're, they're about what you would expect for a song about oh. Dairy Queen blizzards. And, uh, and then there's, there's a guy at the end <laughs> saying, you've made it to the end of your quest. Your code is blah blah blah, and so then you go and you put the code in at the website, and I got like a you know five dollar gift certificate or something. I mean, wow! All I think the prize. Yeah, I mean, I think the prize was getting that little piece of merchandise because there was only a thousand made, and that, yeah. that was uh, that's probably the best part about it. To get an actual audio cassette. Yeah, it's have somebody send you an audio cassette in the mail. That was the most exciting part. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, a little, that's a little bit of a letdown for me. I thought it was going to be something a little more fun. But all right. <laughs> it's, it's almost like the uh, Christmas story. Uh, the, the <laughs> yeah. Drink, drink more Ovaltine. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. pretty much what it was. Uh, maybe I'll throw a little bit of a clip, a clip of it at the end of this uh, podcast just so people can hear oh, it. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd totally like to hear that. I don't know if it's right. worth putting the whole thing because it's kind of painful, but... No, I don't want to hear the whole just, thing. That sounds just a, just a click. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds truly dreadful. Yeah. Um. Congratulations. Your quest is complete. And Dairy Queen has deemed you suitable as a sweet reward. Visit missionmixtape.com and type in code to redeem your reward. Until we meet again, rock onward. Uh, well, this has been the 10 Minutes from Hell uh, mini episode. Not really a mini. We actually kind of talked for a while. Um, yeah. But it's an exclusive Guardians of the Galaxy. Got him, Dean, but the, 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 you know, anyway, <laughs> you know that whole thing. Um, <laughs> so, uh, thank you for listening. Um, 10mfh.com is a website, and uh, we'll have a regular episode up too. But uh, um, go see the movie, go see it once, twice, yeah. three times, lady, whatever you want to <laughs> do. All right, <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Bye. Of hardship. Just remember.